Welcome to the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Salo Dan, and tonight I am once again joined by the man who needs no Patreon, the lippy, lippy Liverpool fan himself, Terry Mortar. How's it going, Terry? Oh, good, man. How are you? Mate, I'm very good, thank you. Very, very good. Isn't it amazing to be just, what, two sleeps away from some rugby league? Yeah, um, unless you're a Bulldogs fan. <laughs> oh, mate, wasn't that fun? Teamless Tuesday, the dog said nope. Yeah, Teamless Tuesday, uh, no. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna let that take the shine off us. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> my my actual intro joke was gonna be something very inappropriate, but I I decided against it. So, I I thought you were gonna do, you know, considering we're gonna do a, a top fifteen later, I thought you might have called us uh, top fifteen podcasters out there. But, mate, um, we're the, we're the number one sharks podcast, undisputed. Um, yeah, that, that, can't, that can't be denied. I've got us at number three in the podcast list, but um, possibly number two. Well, who's number one? I knew you'd ask that, and I've got nothing prepared. So, okay. All right. We're just about well, the third. Not, Mate, I'm just leaving us room to improve, because I think there's, you know, we strive for greatness. I think one day we'll reach it. Yeah, right. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, great we'll, stuff. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be number one. Sometime. Absolutely. We keep we get we get Toby back on, we're going straight to number one. Exactly. And I, I put I put the, the, the tweet out about that. We interviewed him before he was cool and now he's playing first grade footy. Mate, I'm not gonna say that it was that interview that got him into first grade, but I'm not not gonna say it. I know, definitely uh Bomber heard that and was like, Oh, he can actually bring this to the team. Let's let's get him in there. Let's get him in. We've got to get Bomber on, mate. We might win the premiership. There we go. Uh, let's let's get into some footy, Dan. We're talking uh, Thursday night footy, Eels versus the Dogs. Uh, over to you. Talk us through this game. Mate, at first I thought this was a bit of a bludger to start the season. Because I usually start with the um, the grand, like the, the bunnies and the roosters, rather. So I thought this is a little bit of a dud. But it will be fun to watch the roosters, I mean the Eels, sorry, run up a huge score on them hapless doggies. I've got to admit... And plus, mate, at this stage, I would have watched the Titans and, like, play themselves, honestly. Um, just just thinking of this game, round one, Eels versus Bulldogs at uh, Bankwest Stadium, it's like the NRL knew that the Bulldogs were going to stuff up before round one, and this is their punishment. Maybe they knew. <laughs> Maybe they knew. <laughs> like, the Dogs are already pissed. We both have them at... 14th this year and they have to open up against the Eels at Bankwest which is a fortress and the Eels are definitely a top 14 this year the Dogs are a bottom 14 like that's fair play to the NRL yeah they did well they, they must, they must, it was only a matter of time before the Dogs did something stupid and how's the coincidence again on the mid north coast it just yeah so just, just as we, uh, just as we came to air, I saw Habib turn around and go, "The Bulldogs and Mid North Coast, what could go wrong?" And I was like, "Man, it just this some shit just writes itself, doesn't it?" <laughs> it really does. Did you see that tweet that went around that said, "At your high school, what was the, you know, the incident?" And yeah. and someone just before goes, "Anyone at Port Macquarie want high want to have a go at this?" Just <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Mate, the, the internet these days is savage. Like, you, you can't you can't say something or something happened and, and, and not just be brought up or someone just quick witted, quick witted, quick witted. But uh, yeah, no, I, I 
having a look at both the teams that got um, announced today, I sort of had a look at the Eels and didn't really care about the Bulldogs. I think the Eels are going to win this by 20-plus. What have you got? Yeah, mate, I've got the Eels. This might be... Um, you know you know that stat, whereas if you concede 50, you can't win the Premiership? Well, I'm writing yeah. the Dogs off because they're conceding 50. <laughs> now, you said that you would watch the Gold Coast Titans play... Uh, 6 o'clock Friday night, Raiders versus Titans down in Canberra. I actually feel really bad for the Raiders having to host the Titans for everyone. This is your runners-up, and they get given 6 o'clock Friday time slot that no one cares about against last year's Wooden Spooners. Uh, I think the NRL got the, the game of the round to kick us off. I think this is pretty poor for the Raiders. What are, what are your thoughts, Dan? Mate, absolutely. But the, the Raiders should have won the premiership if they wanted a better game, as far as I'm concerned. Look, the, they probably still wouldn't have got it because it's the Raiders. They don't get many free-to-air games anyway. They don't. And I don't know what the stat is, but these these two play each other in the first round almost every year. I remember a couple yeah. of years ago, and the Titans keep upsetting them early, so maybe they're having a giggle in NRL HQ. Yeah, maybe. Um, look, I can't see anything other than a... Uh, uh, Canberra win uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like many people are suggesting but my only, like I just feel bad for the Raiders yes they are playing at home but they're playing against the Gold Coast Titans at 6 o'clock and the Titans don't really have many fans or fans that travel so I don't think they're going to get the big crowd that you know maybe if they had got say like the Dragons who are just you know just down the road an hour and a half drive or something so um, and the 6 o'clock time slot's pretty shit for the runners up yeah absolutely it's not a look we go on about the um, the schedule for many, many, many minutes. But no, I can't disagree with that. I'm not overly excited about this game. I'll be on the train for the first half. But I think Canberra, new look Canberra, will go well. And I think Curtis Scott will uh, start the season on fire and prove your BJ Lalua statement to be incorrect. Mate, this, like, we wanted to do a podcast about all the differences that we had. But we'd, we'd need a whole podcast on why BJ Leilua is better than Curtis Scott because I could just sit there and rattle off for days. How many premierships has uh, BJ won? Oh, fuck it. How many did ET win? The, uh, well, none. So he's not as good as Curtis Scott. Right. There we go. <laughs> uh, we've got, we, ladies and gentlemen, we have that on record. Yeah. Uh, are you tipping the Raiders, Dan? Tipping the Raiders by plenty. Not, not as many as in the first game, though. Surprise, surprise, uh, the Broncos get a free-to-air game. The Cowboys are opening up their brand-new stadium. I think this is going to be a good game. Oh, this this is the game of the round thus far, absolutely. This this new yeah. stadium looks an absolute treat from the photos. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, have you, have uh, you seen the seen photos? Oh, no, mate, I haven't seen any photos. Get on Google. Um, it is It is stadium porn. I do know that uh, there is a statue of JT outside that has really triggered a lot of Knights fans. Yeah. Well, mate, JT, JT kicked the winning field goal for their first premiership. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, Knights fans have got it all wrong. There should be a, a statue of Darren Albert outside. Yes, there should. Uh, no, there should be. Absolutely. Undisputed. It would already be built if that was the route they took. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a cracker. I to see how Valentine Holmes goes, and I think that if he fires, the Cowboys will uh, will win this game. Absolutely agreed, and I love that Drinkwater's been named at number six. I know all the talk was that he wouldn't be, and I couldn't believe it. I'm very happy to see him there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy to see uh, Drinkwater there as well. So 
Clifford not in the in the team? Didn't get picked? Or I don't was think he so. Bench? No, I don't think so. I think they played that young kid that played a few games last year. Good research. But no, I don't think he's there at all, which was really surprising. But maybe they're back in Granville to play big minutes. I did see something, though, that Ben Hamilton is on the wing. Yeah, that's... I mean, what the hell? He's got to yeah. be the most undeserving first grader of many, many years. Um... Yeah, look, I mean, that Newcastle team that got beat 62-0 had a lot of un, a lot of first graders in there that probably weren't first graders, but Ben Hampton would be right up there. It's spot on. Uh, so who are you tipping, Cowboys or Broncos? Mate, Cowboys in a tight one, I think this would be an absolute beauty, and I can't wait for this forward battle. Yeah, I've got the Cowboys as well, as you said. I think it's going to come down to two players of individual brewing to say they're going to be Valentine Holmes or Payne Haas, and... I think uh, in that new stadium with the crowd, I think JT will get the better of Payne Harson. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys by four is what I'm going. I'll go six, mate. What do you reckon of Jack Bird at fullback? He's been wanting it for a long time. Terrible. He's won, he's wanted it for a long time, but he's not a fullback, and he's just come off an ACL tear, and he's about 130 kilos. <laughs> it's so good. Not a fan, then, huh? <laughs> no. They're cool. Absolutely not. They're cool. Oh, I can't believe Ozarko has been named on the bench with McCulloch. That is just ridiculous. Uh, look, that, it just it, it stands to my theory that Paul Green will be the first coach sacked. Really? I, st- I yeah. still don't... I, I can't understand. I mean, I know the obvious choice is Stephen Kearney, but come on. Come on. That's got to be Paul Green. Yeah, but, but Green's named a good bench. Griffin's the idiot who's named the two, the two backs. No, anyways. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he's a Harvard coach, so mm. who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, let's move on. The first game to kick off uh, Saturday, Super Saturday, is the Knights versus the Warriors in Newcastle. Uh, the Warriors are hopeless, and we haven't even had a ball kicked yet. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, if you got a Knight in your super coach team who's an attacking player, this is the week to slap the C on. They're going huge. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they'll rack up a score. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I looked at that Warriors side because they were um, released first. It just... I, I honestly... Newtown aren't at full strength this, this week, and we're beating them. Yeah. RTS yeah, aside. That, that, that Warriors team is... It, 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 it's, it's starting to give you shades of that 2016 uh, Knights team, but they've got RTS there who will probably win them a couple of games. Yeah, I think he's the only difference. Oh, my God. Watch, they'll probably yeah. win by 30 now, which would be hilarious. Yeah, probably, but what do you do? Newcastle for me, mate, and that hurts me to say. Yeah, it's, it's nothing but Newcastle for me. I, I, can't, see, I can't see anything else. Then the game of the round, 5.30, South vs. Sharks. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. I really am. The the team that we got named, I'm happy with 15 of the 17 players. I still think there'll be a late change um, for us, so I think I'll be happy with 16 of the 17 players. Have a look at the South team. Their forward pack doesn't really frighten me. Their back line is going to be dependent on Adam Reynolds, Biscuit Legs, and Cody Walker running right. It's going to be it's going to be a cracking game. I think this will be a very close game. 
Yeah, I think so too. Look, I Latrell hopefully takes some time to get into his his stride at fullback. Doesn't play yeah. really well. James Roberts can either turn up and bust us open or might as well not be there. I like yeah. I like their wingers. I think Gagai and um, Campbell Graham are, are freakish. I think the um, the wing battle with Katoa and Ronaldo is just going to be one to watch. I also agree. I think 15 of the 17 players I really like. I can't see where Scott Sorensen gets a minute. Because you're not pulling the yeah. core off and you're not pulling Wade Graham off. Sorensen can't play in the middle. He gets busted unless the idea is to maybe chuck him in the centres, which is just dumb. I, I just can't see where he f- finds a single minute. Injury aside. Uh, the only way that I could see him getting minutes is if they actually push Wade Graham into the middle of the, the park. But um, Look, Sorensen did play some games for, in the middle of the park for Newtown, but I think that if you've got a player who's just going to be playing like five or ten minutes, then that position should have gone to Royce Hunt or Teague Wilton. But the the player that we both think is going to come in for him is Billy McGorless, and I think Billy just changes the game. So Jack Williams can't play 80 minutes, so maybe Sorensen is going to be the Jack Williams like-for-like like replacement. I don't know. They've both got mirror muscles, and they're really good-looking human beings, but they're, they're pretty average, or they finished the year very average. But, um, yeah, I think I think Billy's going to come into the team. He gives us something else, and if, if it's not ball-playing uh, and just someone to make the defence think, what's this guy going to do, at least he's another kicking option. Yeah, exactly right. And, look, Connor Tracy... I'm hoping he comes on and plays half, but he'll come on and play nine. Would be yeah. the, the obvious with Chad moving into nine. But um, look, Magulis is a, a freakish player. They don't have we don't have anyone like that on on the bench, and Sorensen's certainly not going to offer that. Yeah, and there's the, the thing is, there's not many players that have Magulis's skill set that in the NRL at the moment. Like he's a big body, he doesn't mind doing the hard yards, but he can. He's got a. He's got a. Very, very good short kicking game. He's got a good, you know, sort of chip kicking game, and he, he kicked the Jets out of trouble last year going along as well a couple of times. So, um, and just if you had him, you had Wade Graham, you have Sean Johnson, you got Connor Tracy, Blake Braley's going to be the kicking game. It sort of covers Chad Townsend who can't kick past his shadow. So yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, I got a question for you, Ronaldo. Yep. When does he first get Sinbin? Because you know what's going to happen this year. In what round? No, round one. You'll take someone's head off. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it too. Yeah. You reckon he'll make a yeah. huge tackle and just headbutt him? Just to... Oh, he'll do something. A couple of elbow drops, whatever. Yeah. Stone Cold Stunner in the midfield. I'm all for it. Yeah. I reckon it'll be uh, the first home game. I reckon he'll get all excited. Against, against Melbourne. Yeah. yeah he, he'll, he'll do something to Munster and it'll be all on. Um, the one thing that there is a bit of concern for me in this is, obviously, you know, you said Latrell Mitchell hitting his stride in this game. One thing that I saw, he was very shaky under the high ball, which means Chad Townsend probably won't test him. Or if he does, it's going to be those poxy end-over-end bombs that would be swallowed by Harper. So, um, you know, Sean Johnson really needs to get a couple of those swirling bombs Latrell Mitchell's way early, because if he's going to let them bounce, you just keep them going all night. Absolutely. I think Wade Graham will do a lot of the kicking because of the... He can can launch it, he can put it in a space, and I think Latrell... It's susceptible. Yeah, I just, you can't. You, like the one thing you can't do is you can't give Latrell Mitchell end over end bombs because he'll just eat them up. The only person who doesn't really do well with the end over end bombs is Blake Ferguson. Um, you, if you, if you just keep putting up generic bombs, then 
he's just gonna, he'll he'll eat them all up and he'll get them on the front foot. So we need we need a couple of SJ beauties. Well, that's that's definitely what's needed. Yeah, definitely. How do you think we'll go, mate? Uh, I'm gonna pick us in an upset. I've got us. I've got us by four. Yeah, I'll go Cronulla by by seven. I think a Chad Townsend field goal will will ice it just to shut us up. I, I tell you what, I would love nothing more than a Toby Rudolph uh, try on debut. That would be fantastic. I prefer a Toby Rudolph field goal on debut. Oh, that would be mental. Now, I'd get naked. Now we're just, we're just being crazy. Are you going to the oh. game? Uh, I am not. <laughs> Me neither. How good are we? <laughs> Shockies. <laughs> Well, well, what are you doing for the game? Um, I agreed to go in this cash uh, draft league, and the drafts in Melbourne, uh, in Melbourne, in Wollongong on Saturday, and I actually thought it was next Saturday. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's this Saturday, and I've already paid my entry fee, and I'm going to that instead. Although the game will be on, I've made. I said I'm not drafting until seven thirty, and they draft kicks off at eight, so I should be plenty liquored up and angry by then. So it should be fun. Right. Make some more bad choices in your life. <laughs> exactly. Um, we be the first, won't be the last. <laughs> uh, Saturday night out at Penrith Stadium, we have the Panthers and the Roosters. This is going to be a cracking game as well. Really? For about 20 minutes. Look, Penrith have got the side that can worry the Roosters early on. I think if this was in eight weeks, you go Roosters by plenty. But there's a lot yep. to like in this Penrith side, and they're the kind of team that are either rocks or diamonds. But yeah. in saying that, they could come out and cop forty in the first half. Who did that? Who did Penrith name at fullback? Uh the young kid, a- Aikens, is it? Oh, so they, they did name yeah. Caleb Aiken. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And they named Liam Martin at twelve too, which was a little bit un, you know, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much that I like about that Penrith team. I think, you know, so does that mean Isaac Yow's in the thirteen? Yeah, he's in the thirteen. I can't remember who's on the bench because I don't care. That- that's like that's honestly dreadful. The, um, is Zane Tedavano starting? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, um, there's not there's not much I like about that that pen of side. Uh, I don't like Isaac Yell. I don't think much of Liam Martin. I like James Tamo. Um, I think Clear is going to be found out to be a fraud this year. Mitch Moses is going to take his spot. Uh, I'm going to go the Roosters by 10. Look, I don't like Penrith either. I'm going the Roosters by 14. But Kikau, for me, is just going to have a ginormous season. Yeah, look, the, the one thing about that is on uh, the, the edge that he plays on, Joey Manu is a very, very good defender. Um, and he, like, he, if anything else, he reads a defensive line very, very well. And he'll, he'll put a lot of pressure on Kikau. So. Kickout is going to have to make the right decisions, and the Panthers' hard is going to have to make the right decisions on when they give him the ball and when they make him a decoy. Um, I don't think I don't think Penrith will get. Uh, I, I don't think the Roosters will be too troubled. It'll be a close game for a little while, and then the Roosters they'll they'll kick on and show why they're um, they're still probably the, the team to beat. Even though I don't have them as minor premiers this year, but I still have them as the team to beat. Yeah, you can't disagree. It's too fucking good. Although, yeah. I, I have to admit, and this, this pains me to admit in public, my Supercoach team, I settled, I'm set, I'm not touching it, injuries aside, and I picked Young Flanagan at halfback because I think he'll just go ballistic this weekend. Yeah, if I played Supercoach, he would, he would be there or thereabouts in my team, um, but I, I probably wouldn't be able to uh, go past Mitch Moses at halfback. I'm just in love. Yeah, I got Moses at 5'8", so... <laughs> oh, there you yeah, go. There you go, there's the um, truth. 
Saturday after, uh, sorry, Sunday afternoon, at four o'clock game. We've got another contender for the game of the round: the Manly Seagulls versus the Melbourne Storm at Brookvale Oval. Um, I like this game. This I like is, this matchup. This will be these fantastic. two teams. These two teams fucking hate each other. They do. It's a four o'clock game too. You said, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! I can just sleep off the hangover. This is perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah, they're going to beat shit out of each other. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to see. And I'll tell you what, they're, what we're going to do after, there's a fair few players in that list that are going to feature on Sunday Arvo. Yeah, um, the, the beauty of this game is that Manly really, really love having a fight with Melbourne, and we play Melbourne the following week. So oh, hope they're all suspended and beat up. Yeah, that's like praying for a couple of week-long injuries. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I like Manly's chances in this game. I really like Manly's chances in this game. I'm I'm going to tip Melbourne here just because I can on Cam Munster stand account from here forward. But uh, look, it wouldn't surprise me if Manly win. They're a different team at Brookvale. They're a different team when they play Melbourne. They can be running last and come up against Melbourne and just batter them for 40, 60 minutes. So yeah. it definitely wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I just don't think they don't have a number nine. They got Daniel Levi versus Cam Smith. That, to me, is just the most ridiculous mismatch of the weekend. I I will say something now that uh, Danny Levi, to me, is pretty disrespected. He was in an awful system under uh, Nathan Brown with an awful team around him. With that forward pack there, he's going to be able to gain a lot of advantage. Um, I, I'm actually pretty big on Danny Levi. When he burst on the scene, I thought he would be the next uh, New Zealand number nine then... You know, obviously, he stayed in that shit heap of a team that he did for, for far too long. I think you're going to see him be one of the most improved players. Um, it is still a mismatch against Cameron Smith, though. I'm going to take the Eagles by four. It's going to be some uh, some turbo magic, yeah. even though they're probably both not playing. Yeah, they, well, they've both been named, so it should be good. Yeah. But how um, how's the Puffenhausen Trebojevic clash at the one? We're so spoiled with fullbacks. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You'd, you'd hate to be a fullback in this day and age. I remember, I remember uh, when New South Wales had the monopoly on centres when your centre pairing was uh, Gaz and Coops, and it was like, well, if you're a, a, a born and bred New South Wales centre, it sucked, and that's why GI fucked off the Queensland. <laughs> but um, yeah, you'd hate to, you'd hate to grow up and be a fullback. Like if you're if you're ten years old and listening to our podcast, that's your parents' fault. But if your coach tells you you're going to be a fullback, just say no. No, we want to play in the centres. <laughs> Go and do something else. Look, David Nofaluma has a career out on the wing. Go and do that. Yeah, it's a good... Dude, there it is. We're dishing out the this, the life advice. God, yeah. This is brilliant. Uh, which brings me to 6.30 on Sunday night, the Dragons versus the Tigers. Uh, these two teams are shit, and I probably won't watch it. I'll watch the game. Some rugby league crazy, and Zero Attack will literally pay me to watch. But um, I'll tell you what, this ain't going to be the game. Although... Maybe it'll be a 48-all sort of thing, but this ain't going to be the game of the round. Uh, I saw that Tigers forward pack, and I, I, you know, I'm winding a couple of people up going, well, thank you for naming your New South Wales Cup team, but where's your first grade side? It's piss. It's disgusting. And so's the Titans' back line. Oh, my God. They, did they name Peachy at centre? Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, Look, cool. Brimson's uh, not there, so Sammy's shit. There's, there's a few shifts. But I'll tell you what, I'd be surprised if he stays at centre. Yeah. Uh, back on the Tigers, um, <laughs> they're bad. I don't know if the Dragons are worse. Uh, it's at one of the Dragons' seven home grounds. I don't know which one it is, but um, I'm going to have to go to the Dragons. 
the dragons. I um oh this hurts. I'm gonna go the Tigers just because they always start well. Like I didn't they beat the Roosters last year in Melbourne the year before or something, and then they realise their shit after three or four rounds? Yeah, but they're playing the March premiers there. Oh, that's true, good point. Yeah, and I don't I can't believe they named Scotty in the centres and put Corey Thompson at fullback. Just, actually, just for that, fuck him, Dragons. You can't put Scotty yeah. at centre. You recruited him as a fucking fullback. You, you paid him fullback money. You literally got him out of the Roosters to be your fullback. Yeah, and he's not as good as Corey Thompson. Just... Yeah. Uh, Moses Mbai wasn't named? Uh, no, no, he's out. Um, the young kid, Walters, at half, and I think Reynolds was on the bench. Uh, not at half, at hooker, and Reynolds on the bench. Um, and by I'll come in next week or the week after. I can't remember exactly. Either way, he's not going to make much of a difference to this team. It's um, their their forward pack is probably only like it's it's one of the worst forward packs in the competition. Probably only saved by the Warriors at the moment. Um, yeah, maybe the cool. Titans. Um, but yeah, it's it stinks. Um, I can't even make a ninth place joke about this. Like. Unless they lose by a field goal and finish the the round in ninth, but they're they're shit. <laughs> hey, look, it's possible they do love conceding a field goal. Where's this one being yeah. hosted? I don't know. Uh, one of the dragons grounds. No. It's not. A, it's yeah. not a cogger. Well, it's not their home ground anymore. Yeah, no, it's ours. Um, good gear. I like that. Good areas. Hmm. Um, but the the good thing as well is we need the dragons to kind of get. This win, so that way McGregor, you know, people start thinking that McGregor's all that again when really it's Shane Flanagan. So. That's it. Well, McGregor's only got to win one or two early games and he'll get another contract extension, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for... Actually, I'm looking forward to the Dragons team now because last year they, they conceded a lot of soft tries and they were really bad up the middle. So it'll be interesting to see what Shane Flanagan, like a, a fresh Shane Flanagan has done to this team um, and how much credit Mary gets for it, but... Yeah, I'm, I can't go past the Dragons. That's why this team's just embarrassing. It is. This is the, the lesser of two evils. They named that Willie Army kid over, I think it was Lafay, which was not unexpected, but, jeez, what a fall from grace, huh? I think Lafay's injured as well. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's just that then. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we move on to some other things, just a bit of news. There were heaps of uh, shitty team selections today. Uh, Chad Townsend remained in the seven. Scott Simonson got named in the 17. Um, there's been a fair bit of blow up on Twitter. Some people aren't happy with their uh, with with what their coaches have done this early in the year. What was the uh, the most surprising selection for you apart from Scotty in the centres? Um, well, I, I thought that. I thought he was locking fullback. I just I had him on my super coach team based on that. I know, I know they mentioned it during the week, so it wasn't a shock per se, but I can't believe they've named Azarko and McCulloch on the bench for Brisbane. It's just, what, what's yeah, the point? Was... They obviously don't trust someone there. Yeah, that was mine. It, it's McCulloch and Azarko. I'll tell you what, um, Azarko's off, uh, I think he's off contract as well, and we've got our full cap next year, and we might be looking for a winger, no. so he's been in our system before. Let's get him back, and he's a good goal kicker as well. Coming over, kid. We uh, need you. Uh, the Josh Morris scandal or oh, saga, sorry, took a 
another turn today with the Daily Telegraph and Fox Sports running a report saying that the Sharks and the Roosters had agreed $75,000 in cap compensation and a player on loan. The Sharks have come out and rubbish that and said talks will continue. Uh, Josh Morris spoke today and said he just hopes his future is sorted one way or another. Look, it's pretty simple. Cronulla are going to have to release a player just to get under cap. Um, I just don't like the way it's gone about. I don't like. I don't like the fact that we're being portrayed as the bad guys for having us ask our player to commit to his contract, um, and the Roosters are sort of getting away with this scot free, and they got away scot free from the Trail Mitchell saga as well. Yeah, perfectly put. I think they've gone way over the top here. In a way, yeah. someone tweeted today asking if if Morris was, you know, if Brett was playing for the Titans, would Josh be pushing so hard to go? To go there, I don't think he would. I think it's just a perfect opportunity for an easier shot at a premiership. Yeah, he's earned that. Good on him. But I don't like this player trade bullshit they're talking. They're talking to sending a young middle forward our way, which is great if it was, say, like a Wira Hargraves who will make a difference now because he's not going to be with us next year. So why should we take on a fucking emerging forward, spend time either at Newtown or costing a Toby Rudolph or a Teague Wilton a first grade spot when he's just going to waltz back to Bondi and probably walk into a bloody rep team the next year, anyways. Yeah, I, to, to be to be quite fair, the player that they're turning around and saying they want to send to us on loan, I've never heard. Of. I, I don't know if he's played any first grade games. I think Paul told me he played about ten, um, but I, I haven't heard of him. Right, obviously we're not going to get him when we're at Hargo's back because we're in we're in cap like cap problems now. Um, I don't think we need a middle forward. As you said, we've got Toby Rudolph, we've got Brayden Ueli, we've got Royce Hunt, we've got Daniel Vasquez, we've got Teague Wilton, uh, Talakai's there as well, we've got Franklin Pelle, um, there's a lot of, we've got a lot of forwards, we probably do need a back, and, and this is, you know, people are saying about how our forward stocks are down, but we've already had to go to the NRL to ask to, to name a development player. Absolutely, I was going to bring that up. Jackson Ferris, uh, which um, which is great because I think he's yeah. going to be a tremendous superstar in the future. Yeah, um, you know, if they were going to give us someone like Ryan Hall and and chuck in, I, I probably wouldn't have said no to it because although you're losing Josh Morris, who's a very good player, you are getting that veteran back. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to be I don't want to be more mugged off than we're already being. I, as you said, I don't want an emerging Roosters forward who's going to come and take a Newtown spot or take a Sharks spot away from some of our players, develop, probably turn into a pretty good player, and then just waltz off back to the Roosters. Like, they either release him to us and he's ours or just just compensate us. Yeah, Give us the money back that we paid, Brent, or we paid Josh Morris. Give us a little bit of a transfer fee as well and be on your way. Yeah, agreed. And then upgrade Ferris and one of the maybe a um, young Wolford or something. Oh uh, yeah, you've got um, there's there's plenty of young uh, like Vito um, Tavaga. He's a he's a young winger. He could go in and take the spot. You've got Lorenzo Molotalo who could go in there and take Ferris's spot. Um, yeah, as you said, you could you could upgrade Zach Wolford. Um, yeah, just just I just don't want to be made mugs. Uh, is pretty much what I'm saying. We should hold all the cards. Like, and, we, and should we do hold all the cards. We don't have. We don't. He doesn't have to be off our books until June 29. So let's just wait it out. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just wait until... Look, ideally you wait till the players come back. But if Dugan and Zeri are only a week away, it's not a humongous issue. And if it comes down to either or, I'd rather play the players that are going to stick with us for the rest of the season. But why would you release him before you have to? I certainly would be writing into his contract that he can't come back and beat us in four weeks' time. Well, that, you know, that's, that's the other thing as well. Can we not keep him? Can we not do a deal with the Roosters and, and keep him until then and then just not play him? So he, that way he doesn't play for Canelo, he doesn't play for the Roosters, and then he jets off. Like, he's going to get to play with his brother. He's going to play 20 games or 19 games with his brother. They're going to go deep into the finals. Just do the right thing. Honor your contract until we can turn around and say go. Spot on. So simple. And the last thing, we won't touch on it too much, but the Bulldogs have put themselves in the headlines. Two players stepped down, Corey Harawira Naira and Jaden Ockenbaugh for uh, bringing two high school girls back to their bedroom. Um, Everything I've read says that the girls are above age, but it's still not a really good look. People are calling for their contracts to be cancelled. I don't think it needs to be cancelled. I do think they need to cop a suspension, though. Yeah, it's stupidity. Like it's one of, like the headline literally read they met the girls during a school visit on a preseason trial. You read that and you think, oh, you fucking morons. Okay, they're eighteen consenting adults. Whatever, good on them. If an eighteen-year-old schoolgirl turns up now, I'm not going to say Terry. You know, Mm-mm. but they were told specifically, no girls. This is a work trip. Get in, get out. I heard that um, one of the two players has just had a baby recently too, which is. And the other player has a family. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're going to be in a little bit more trouble when they get home. Yeah, what's going to be worse? Like being off footy for six weeks or having your missus beat fuck out of you? <laughs> Mate, I'm taking the six week suspension. See ya. <laughs> and, I, and I'm asking for it to be in-house. <laughs> no, I do not want to go home. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. Those in-house, those in-house suspensions, they definitely are in-house, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay. Oh, my... Um, Dan, you and I have been trying to, this next segment, you and I have been trying to um, get this up and running every year when we do the podcast, but we're actually going to hold to the four mini competitions that we have this year. Uh, So we're going to go through and we have the 4X Cup, uh, which of course is the Queensland teams, and I know there's only three Queensland teams, so we've got the honorary Queensland team that goes in there, but the Gold Coast Titans, the North Queensland Cowboys, the Brisbane Broncos, and the Melbourne Storm make up the 4X competition. So it's a mini competition. We're going to put their points for and against against each other. And then at the end of it, we'll drink a can of 4X, put it on a plaque, and mail it to the uh, the winning club and hope that they enjoy it. What an honour. So that's, that's the 4X comp. We then have the Centrelink Cup, which is the Battle of the West. It's all the Westies. We've got West Tigers, Parrot, Dogs, and Penrith. Uh Whoever wins that will get $516 from Dan Centrelink check. We will pass that to them. Uh, and, yeah, all in good faith. Um, that is going to be one that I probably don't care too much about. Uh, we've got the Battle of the Beaches, which is Manly, Cronulla, the Roosters, and the Dragons. That's, that's, all that's, the, that's uh, the sexiest. That's uh, the sexiest. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. the beach. I mean, the Battle of the Beaches is over. Cronulla. But in terms of yeah. football, this should go right down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, and for the winner of that, we will put some sand in a bottle with some beach water and probably go and throw it at the Roosters' headquarters because they'll win it. Yep. And then there's the No One Gives a Fuck Cup, which is the Knights, the Raiders, the Warriors and Souths. 
I'll probably run into Kevin Point Stanley for that one. No one cares. I want a water winner. Here's a middle finger. Mate, well, it's in, in the title. Then no one gives a fuck up. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to pick a smoky. I'm going to pick my uh, winners for each of them. I'm going to go the uh, the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I've got to have a look. Oh, Melbourne Storm, Parramatta Eels. Uh, I'm going to go the Sharks. And uh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, mate. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think South will win the Don't Give a Fuck Cup, but only because I can't remember who the other three teams are because they don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, exactly. All right, and let's move on. Our good friend Buzz Rothfield released his top 50 players, which was very controversial, his final 15. There was a lot of outrage, a lot of outcry. Uh, so Dan and I have decided to pick our own top 15 players. Um, I am not going to lie to you. I did this at 8.23, and it took me about four minutes to do I did it yesterday when we were going to podcast, but something came up. Uh, lost a piece of paper and completely rewrote it, and it looks nothing like yesterday. Look, this wasn't as easy as I thought it would be, to be totally honest. But yeah. the old um, the old Rosé Cheeks, he's got it wrong. He's just... Well, he, here's his 15. So I'll go through these quick, because everyone's heard. So you got Haas, Munster, Takeaho, Cook, Mitchell, Papali, Fafida, that's David. Cordner, White, and Kiri, Ponga, Tuovasa, Shek, Smith, Tamalolo, Tedesco. There's not a bad player on that list. They're all amazing players. i take any of them at the Sharks. But the fact that David Fafita is in the top 10 NRL players and players that I'm going to name aren't is ridiculous. You'll notice one name is missing from that, which I'm sure we'll both have in our 15. Uh, two, in fact. Um, and I just, I just don't agree with his list. I think he's... Just drunk. I think the staff writers have given him a list, and he said, "Fuck it, that'll do." Hasn't read it, and he's posted it online. Um, I don't. I, I you sort of spoke a bit too quick, and I haven't seen his top fifteen. I don't know who the players that you're talking about, but let's go. I'll probably, I'm, I'm going to have this completely wrong because I didn't really do much research into it. But who have you got at number fifteen? I got Payne Haas. Look, I think he got this one right. I think he's the best front rower in the game, and he won the front rower of the year. In his rookie season, that's that's pretty fucking incredible, and I think he's earned a top fifteen spot based on that and the fact that he just looks the way he does. Yeah, I've got Caelan Ponga at number fifteen. Even though I've got Ponga down to win the Dalian, I think he's entering the, the this year just on that borderline status, but he's going to blow up this year, and he will be a lot higher for me at the end of it. I've got Caelan Ponga at number fifteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna self spoil here. I don't have Ponga in my fifteen. I don't think he's in the top 25 players right now. He could be by the end of the year, but right now, I don't think he's anywhere. I don't even think he's the best knight. I think Pierce is still the man at, in Newcastle. Yeah, fair play. Uh, who have you got at number 14? I got Wade Graham. This one, you know, I think they had him a little bit lower. I know Sports bet, uh, sports News, Sporting News, whoever the fuck those losers are, have him at around 12. I think he's the best second rower in the term in terms of the game he plays. I don't think there's a ball playing second row in the game like Wade Graham. Nice. Uh, I've got Wade Graham a little bit higher on that list. Uh, my number fourteen was Luke Keery. Keery. Yeah, I know. I know he's won the uh, Clive Churchill Medal and he was the man of the match in the uh, most recent game against Wigan or St Helens, whoever they played. Uh, I don't really care. Um, I just think that he goes through patches in the year, like at the beginning of last year, like. You know, it was between him and Munster for the 5-8 of the year, and then he just sort of dropped off. Um, and he, he has a tendency to do that. Maybe it's because there's a lot of those star players around. 
at the Roosters. And for, for him to break into the top 10 for me, he needs to be the man every week. I think he will be this year. I think it'll be him and the Teddy running the show. But I've got Luke Curie on 14. Yeah, cool. Who is your number 13? I've got Jake Tarojevic. Um, if Wade Graham's one of a kind, Jake Tarojevic is one of a kind in terms of lock forwards. He's very different to Tom Malolo. I think he's not the, the barnstorming smash him up that Tom Malolo is. But I think in terms of try assists for the lock position, I think he's as old school as it gets and he'll, he'll win it by a long way. I am going to uh, go out on a spoiler here. I had Jake Turbo written down and then I took him out. He's not in my top 15. Oh, that's, there you go. Who you got? Who is better than Turbo? Number, number 13 for me is Wade Graham. Wade Graham, there you go. As, as you said, and you just have to look, he came back off an e-reconstruction, played two games and was thrown straight back into uh, New South Wales team. But the minute he came back to Cronulla, you were dead confident that they were going to finish in the top eight. Um, it was touch and go, but he just he transforms that team. There isn't, well, there aren't many second rowers that can do what he can do in terms of ball play, in terms of cut the ball forward, in terms of kick. His defence is absolutely unreal. Um, and he just reads the game so well. So, yeah, I've got him at number 13. Beautiful. Who have you got at number 12? Josh Hodgson. Freakish player. See, I had... I had Josh Hodgson in my top 15. I took him out. Jeez, I'll tell you what. I, I love, I'm a huge fan of Josh Hodgson. He's one of the top probably three hookers in the game right now. Possibly the second best. Uh, and I think he'll go close to Dally M this year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite big on Josh Hodgson as well. But I just think that um, since the 2016 season, uh, he's sort of been the same player. And yes, Canberra are a different team when he's there, but I just don't think his game has really evolved all that much. He's a great runner, and he loves having those uh, runners alongside him. And so people think George Williams would be good, but yeah, I, I don't have him in there. I got Josh Papali at number twelve. Yeah, cool. Oh, I don't have Papali in my fifteen. Yeah, right. I, I think I think Papali is um, he's he's shadowing Payne Haas for the best uh, prop in the competition, and and you know he's. He's definitely one of the top forwards. Uh, it was a toss of the coin between the next guys to who I put at 11 and 12, but uh, Papali, 12 for me. Who's your number 11? I got Mitch Moses at 11. I think this is his year. I think he's going to win the Dally M. I couldn't believe he wasn't in the top 20. I think he was about 30th from memory in Buzz, which just proves that he just he's on some sauce because Moses yeah. was electric last year. Yeah, Moses was absolutely unreal, and then... He was the, one of the best players in the nines for Australia. He was one of the best players in the nines for Parramatta as well. So, yeah, Moses, I've got Moses a lot higher. I'm massive on Moses. Number 11 for me is Cam Murray. Cam Murray, freakish player. Can't disagree. I love him. I don't have Murray in my 13, I, in my 15. I thought there were too many forwards in Buzz's 15. Yeah, mine sort of clears out a little bit now. I've got, I got the backs in there as well. But I just, just going like Wade Graham, there are... There are a lot of lock forwards who just sort of cut the ball forward and do whatever, but um, you saw Murray, his versatility. He can play in the middle, he can play on the edge, he can play in the centres, and he can be your man of the match in all those positions, and therefore, for me, he's, he's one of the top players in the game. Who's number 10? Top 10, I got Latrell Mitchell at 10. I think another one, huge season ahead. Centre of the year, genius player. Forget all the rubbish in the media, he's a freak. Um. I, I think that 
Latrell Mitchell is the best centre in the game, but his move to fullback is going to take him out a little bit. Um, I don't have him in my top 15, though. Whoa, that's probably the biggest one. Well, yeah. Yep, here we go. Uh, he's probably at 16 for me, but just, just this guy, I, I, I couldn't go past Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo? Yeah, I put Turbo at number 10. He he runs. He can run for 300 metres. He scores tries. He's... You know, the the Prince of Brookvale was Brett Stewart. He's got to be right up there. He's, you know, Prince's brother. He's going to fuck off from the royal family soon and just go his own way. Um, but, yeah, I, lo- I love Turbo. I love him. Mate, Give me some you, Turbo every day. If you're going to start a club from scratch, I think Turbo's your number one target. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. But he's, he's definitely one of them. Uh, who have you got at number nine? Uh, Damien Cook. I know he had a bad end last year, and I know he played really badly in that that uh, prelim, and, and he didn't play too well for Australia. But pre-Origin, he was the best player in the competition by an absolute mile, and I think over the season he was probably top three or four. Genius player. Uh, I, too, have Damien Cook at number nine. There you go. We got one. I had him, I had him a little bit higher, and then I had to sort of peg him back a little bit just because he... Um, lives at Redfern. Okay, cool. Good reason, isn't it? Uh, who's your number eight? Uh, Roger Tuivasa Shek. I think he's, like, don't get me wrong, he's, he's one of the 10 best players in the game, undisputedly. I think a lot of people have him a lot further down, uh, like a lot further up towards the top because the Warriors are so shit and so dependent on him. But you throw him into any team rather than maybe the Roosters and Manly, and he's your best player. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I've got I've got RTS a little bit higher up the list. Um but you can't deny that he is a super talent. His kick returns are deadly. Like he's his footwork as well is just absolutely freakish. Uh number eight for me though, I've got Daly Cherry Evans. Yep, very cool. I couldn't believe that he wasn't in the top fifteen. Fuck's sake, buzz is fucked. Yeah, I I got I got Cherry Evans, um at number eight, I think he's the second best half in, uh, well, the second best halfback in the competition at the moment. Um, and he took that, he really took that Manly team last year and laid a foundation off two props and just made them so awkward and so hard to be. And it just shows that, like the class of him, where Manly can be off and you know be be written right off by many a team. Like a lot of people have Manly at fourteenth last year. And he was literally this. Oh, I know, I know, Fanua Blake, and I know to power, and I know the turbos lay a foundation. But you, you need a player like Cherry Evans to capitalise off that, and I think that's what he does. Couldn't agree more, mate. I got him at number seven. <laughs> Everything All you said. Right. He's he's a genius. He's just I. The fact he's not in the top fifteen players for anyone is a travesty. Uh, number seven for me, I had Payne Haas. Payne Haas? Hi, I'm the youngster. He's the second best forward in the game at the moment. He's a game changer. He is going to be the only reason that the Broncos would make the top eight this year. Cause it's not going to be Milford, it's not going to be Bird, it's not going to be Fafita. Their whole season depends on a 20-year-old front rower who has less than 50 games. He is that good. Good player. <laughs> Who's number six? I got Tommy Turbo here, mate. I again, he's another one that old Rose Cheeks left out. He's fifteen. Did he? Yeah, seventeenth. He had him. Absolutely criminal. I think he's the second best fullback in the game. You know, he and RTS are very close. I think you know who we'll name later is still top. But my God, 
he he can play anywhere. He's the sort of player that would make literally any team in any position one to five across the competition. That's that, that's it. So he's I've got him as the third best fullback in the comp. He went and played Origin on the wing and abused people, and then he goes and plays in the centres and he abuses people. And you could also see him as well play in the old Michael Morgan uh, spot at Origin at number fourteen and just go and do whatever you want. Exactly right. Just, just, just go and play wherever you need to. He, yeah, um, I, I love Turbo. Um, number six for me, although, was Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster. He's another one that wasn't. Just this fucking list of his, mate. It's making me angry just rereading it. Yeah, Munster for mine, best 5'8 in the competition. He needs to get those brain snaps out. I didn't think that he would actually make that transition from fullback to 5'8. As seamlessly as he did, because I didn't think he had a, a good good enough kicking game, and then he sort of went away for an off season and developed a kicking game, <laughs> came back and just tore that competition apart. And the best thing about those fullbacks that go from fullback to five eight is his support play is arguably the best in the competition. I think he might stop his support play this year though after he got fucking barreled by George Defour. Yeah, look, that was what a tackle. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <Whoa>. <laughs> it's like who's in support, and then you just get hit by a truck. Uh, who have you got at number five? I got Luke Keery. I think he's a freak. I think he took over the Roosters last year when Cooper Cronk was still around. And I think that says everything. He is he'll walk into the New South Wales squad if he wants that jersey this year. He and Moses are going to be the halves for as long as they want to be. Yeah, uh, I, I had I had you know obviously Keery. I just want Keery to make that next step. He's definitely one of the best players in the competition, and you could argue that he could go anywhere from say fifteen to five as you put him. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just want him to make that next step. I really do. Um, number five for me, I had uh, Roger. Fair call. It's got everything. He's a freakish player. Yeah. Uh, who's your number four? I got Cam Munster here. Everything you said, I just think he's one of the. I think he's the best half in the game. He's the first player picked at, for Queensland and Australia, and I think that's that says everything considering the talent. I like it. I like it. Yeah, he's not the best half in the game for me. He's definitely the best five eight. He's not the best like half for me though. Uh, obviously, because I'm a lot higher on on one player that I haven't got to yet. But um, I really like Monster. Like I wouldn't say no to him being at Cronulla. Put it that way. Okay. Uh, number four for me, though, going into this season, I've got Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, fair call. Yeah, I just, like, he is the best player to, in my eyes, he's the best player I've ever seen. And he is the best player, the most decorated player, whatever you want to call him. But Father Time is definitely catching up with him. Like, I know he always had the body of an accountant, but he actually looks like an accountant now. <laughs> so I got him at number four. Uh, who's your number three? I got Cam Smith at number three. I think, yeah, look, he's going to play reduced this year, but I still think he's the best number nine in the game. Absolutely agreed, he's the best player I've ever seen. I know, I know, Johns and Thurston and I mean they're all amazing, but Cam Smith just transformed teams, and he didn't have the supporting cast. The years where they got busted for two two sets of books, they had backs that wouldn't make any other team. He turned them into world beaters. Well, yeah, like the the back line that they had against us um, in the grand final, Chase Blair was in there, yeah. and literally Chase Blair can't get a contract at the Titans. Yep, there you go, because of Cam Smith, he's that bloody yeah. good. Yeah, uh, number three for me though is my boy Mitch Moses. This is his year. Um, 
I know I had Callum Ponga as the Dalian player of the year, and the reason why I didn't go Mitch Moses is because I think that that Parramatta team, there will be a lot of players that take points off each other. Um, and that's just, you know, Gutherson's going to get points when he does his stupid little dance, and Ferguson will get some points. And I think they're going to put a big push for Junior Polo, or whatever his name is, to get in origin this year. So he'll he'll take some Dalian points, or Ryan Madison will as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is Mitch's year. He's the best halfback in the competition for mine. He's he's taken that throne from from Daly Cherry Evans, um, and he's going to be the reason why I think Parramatta are going to be the other team to beat this year. Who's your number two? Jason Tomalolo. I know yeah, forwards yeah. forwards to me aren't as important as a as a collective as say yeah. your fullbacks and your halfbacks, but Tomalolo is in a award unto himself. Yeah, and that's. Uh, the, the thing for me is I know Tom Lolo's won a Dallium uh, medal and I know he's won a grand final and whatever he, you know, he needs to do. But the thing for me that sets him apart from every other team is you have a look at when the Cowboys went from eighth to the grand final. And yes, they did get belted by the Storm in that game because they just ran out of energy. But that, that final series from Tom Lolo was incredible. And he's the only player that can do that. Yeah, you know he literally is. He can average 300 metres a game, which is yeah. ludicrous. And and I know when he signed that 10-year deal, people were laughing at it going, well, why would you give the guy the 10-year deal? It's a fucking genius move now. Bargain. Because because in, in three years' time, when he's only paid a million dollars, and then you've got, you know, bums like, uh, I don't know, whoever the Tigers have got on their books at the time, they're probably at 1.5 million. He's, you know, Alex Twoll, every every prop's favourite prop, he's probably going to get 1.5 off those idiots. So, I think, yeah, he's he, just a shame that there's so many class fullbacks and the next bloke that I think you and I both have at number one is is a class above in the game at the moment. But, yeah, JT is definitely the best forward going around. Uh, number one? Look, I certainly have a class fullback at number one, mate. Matt Moylan. No, James Tedesco. Yeah. Undisputed. No, no, I, I, I wrote here number one, Matt Moylan. There you go, we both agree. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I've, I've got Teddy as well. He's untouchable. Undisputed best player in the game right now. He's won everything, and he'll continue to do so. My thing for Teddy this year, and I know you're seeing this, we're talking about a world-class, uh, generational footballer. Um, can he do it without Kronk? Can he make that leap to now turn around and go, well, our most important player has retired, it's the same thing that I've got for Kiri. Obviously, Tedesco is the best player in the in the competition. He won the Daly M, whatever. But for mine, he needs to now turn around and go. Well, this is now my team. This is this is the Tedesco and Kiri show. And can he do it? Yes. Will he do it? Hopefully. Um, and if he does it, the rest is the team to beat. Agreed. Absolutely spot on. Frame it. Print it. Yeah. Other way around. Just fucking incredible. Like. We have, we have- very, very similar. The only, the only people that um, I didn't have Ponga and Latrell, and you didn't have, uh, and I didn't have Hodgson, and you didn't have Papali or uh, oh. Murray. So, well, well, there you go, mate. We've done very well. I certainly think we put a better team because I don't think Takayaho is the thirteenth best player in the competition. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he, uh, like he's good. Yeah, don't great player. Takiyahu is good, but he's not ahead of Adam Fanel Blake for mine, and Fanel Blake doesn't even get there, and he's probably not ahead of Tapao. And yeah, he's I don't know. He's certainly not ahead know. of Teddy Turbo, like Tommy Turbo, like, and he, he yeah. had Whiten at seven. Yeah, 
And I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> the I, less I, said the better. I'll tell you a player that I thought about putting in there just because of his Twitter game, but Josh Bateman. <laughs> he's fantastic. He's, he's um, he good fun. He goes when he has to, but he, he's quite funny. I like him. But when, when he made that gif of him doing the, the chase down, when he's like, when she says her mum's not home, <laughs> he, you see that gif of him he's, he, he's quality. But then, look, there's, there's, there's loads of players that obviously we could have put in. I did have, I swear, I did have Josh Hodgson in, and I had Josh Hodgson quite high, and then I took him out. Um, and then I had Jake Turbo. I took him out as well. Um, as you said, probably, you know, forwards aren't as important as, as your backs and your spine players, and they still are around. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's good fun. I'm happy with my 15. Are, I love it. I, I think I think our lists are a lot better than Buzz Rothfield, so I might ring up the Telegraph and ask for a job tomorrow. Absolutely. And, mate, speaking of lists, next, next week we're going to exclusively reveal, we were going to do it last week, but we ran out of time, our top 10 Sharks tweeters and our yeah. top 10 non-Sharks. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you, but I won't tell you the next week. So get excited. Yeah, uh, I think I know who your favourite shark is gonna be, and it's not me. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll, when it gets there, we'll see, won't we? Uh, yeah. Look, good luck to every uh, listener out there for your team, except for the West Tigers. I hope you lose every game <laughs> this year. And uh, hail Toby Rudolph. Hail Toby.